season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hello, football faithful, and welcome back to another jam-packed edition of the Double Dunk Podcast. I am your host, Brendan Deeg. You can follow me on Twitter at EaglesTalk underscore I always praise this. I always praise this, but you got to do it. If you haven't hit that subscribe button already, it's time. Come on. It's time to do it already. Let's go. We're getting to the NFL season. Um, Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, wherever you listen to your podcast, we are there. All right. I got my co-host, Mr. Eric Warner is with me. Eric, I am like, today I couldn't even focus at work. Just all I was thinking about the NFL season. We are two days away from game one. We are five days away from um, NFL Sunday. How's your excitement level? Let's get one to 10 right now. Oh, buddy, it's out of 10. That's a guarantee. Yeah. I can't wait. I mean, I'm not that excited. I'm more excited for Sunday than I am Thursday. I'll just say yeah, that for sure. You. Yeah, I can't I, wait I, for that full day of Sunday of just game after game, just pressing that last channel over and over again. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, I, I'm not uh, – I will put, we'll talk about the Thursday game um, on next episode. I, I'm not really too – too excited for the Thursday matchup. I know it's going to be good to see Patrick Mahomes play again. Um, but I agree with you. This Sunday, there's like the slate of games I was going through today. We got some great games like Saints versus Bucks. Um, like got uh, Seahawks Falcons. There's some a lot of good matchups on Packers, Sunday. Packers Vikings. Packers Vikings exactly. And of course Eagles Washington. You got your Bears Lions. Oh yeah! Before we start, big news out of Chicago Bearland. Um, the, the Chicago Bears have announced Mitchell Trubisky as their starting quarterback. Um, I know you're excited about this. Tell the listeners why. Yeah, like um, all all off season, I was saying I hated the Nick Foles move, and he couldn't even win the job. So that tells me that the trade made it's it tells me what I already knew. What the trade was awful. Um, I think the ceiling with this team is way higher with Trubisky as the quarterback. He's way more mobile. I did not like the idea of Foles um, behind this flat out terrible offensive line. Mm-hmm. So I think just. Trubisky's mobility gives this offense a way, way higher ceiling. Um, and I just think Trubisky's a, he's a locker room guy. Apparently a lot of the guys in the locker room were pulling for him. Um, and I, I think that had to play into Nagy's decision. And I'd rather go with the guy that the locker room wants than who uh, just the only the coach wants because the GM traded for him type deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, the, the biggest takeaway I took from this is and we talked about this over the weekend, I think it shows that Trubisky had a better camp than Foles because they probably weren't – like they weren't just going to run with Trubisky if Foles like, had a better camp than him, you know what I mean? I mean, Trubisky's showing something in camp. He's showing some sort of trust there that they haven't seen yet. That He's showing that maybe hey, this is a guy that we trade up for and drafted second overall. Like everyone's kind of throwing out, oh, we, we trade this fourth-round pick for Nick Foles. I think you kind of have to look at the opposite way. The Bears are – if you go with Foles, you're giving up on a guy that you traded a second, traded up to get in this second overall pick, right? That's a, that's a way bigger hit on your franchise. Um, it looks bad if you're a GM, so they're probably pushed from the top, maybe to kind of go with uh, Trubisky first. And hey, look, Nick Foles played his best football as a backup, right? We talked about this. Um, yeah, that's like, also 
that's a factor too in the decision yeah. now. Is you got Nick Foles as a backup. Nick Foles has come in as a backup before. Mitch Trubisky has never come in as a backup. So, you know what I mean? If Foles fell flat on his face and sucked, going to Trubisky, he's never done that as a backup. Come in. Um, so now Foles, if we were to have to go to Foles, Foles has that experience. He can come in, calm things down, and do his thing. So I, I, just, I like the decision from a lot of different angles. Yeah, like I, at first I was kind of shocked by it. Like I didn't even think it had any that had any shot of happening. Um, this this off season, I thought they were kind of going full right away. But hey, it, lo- it looks like um, it looks like the right move. It sounds like um, it sounds like they know what they're doing. And uh, one more question: If you're a betting man, how many go- how many games does Nick Foles start this year for the Chicago Bears? <sighs> oh, I'm. Let's go. Let's go over under four. Yeah. No, I. I think you go under that. Um, Trubisky is the last two years. Trubisky's missed a handful of games just to a shoulder thing. So, I I mean that's always possible that Trubisky could get knocked out for an extended period with an injury. But if it's a non-injury thing, if it's just for benching, I would take under four for sure. Interesting. Yeah, it will. It's gonna be a. It's a, it's gonna be cool to see, and yeah. it's uh, big news coming out of Bears camp. Anyways, before we start with our AFC South prediction, a couple um. Couple in-house things we got to get out of the way. We are sponsored by BetUS.com. Um, use code Doink at checkout. You get a hundred percent of return on your deposit. So if you bet thirty dollars, thirty dollars, you get sixty dollars. That is called Doink at checkout. That's D O I N K Doink at checkout. Um, that code only works in the United States. All right, Eric, are you ready to go? We have the AFC South. I'm going to kick us off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Probably the, the tire the, fire. <laughs> oh man, this should be fun to talk about. Now, Jacksonville Jaguars are head coach by Doug Marone. Um, he is going to his third season. He was one and one in his first season. He has 20, so he only coached two games in his first season. So basically he's going into his second full season. He was 20, he's 22 and 28 coaching record. Um, so going to his fourth season, so he's a 22-28 out of three seasons. His first season is only one and one. Um, and it was kind of a surprise that they actually brought him back. Um, this organization kind of parted away from Tom Coughlin, I believe, in December, and there was a disastrous kind of three-year run with him. Um, and then, like, I was thinking, like, this is probably, like, the perfect time to, like, to, like put the dynamite in this and get rid of the GM, get rid of the coach, get rid of everything after you kind of fire Tom Coughlin. But, nope, it looks like um, the sticking with it, Doug Marone is back. Dave Caldwell is back um, right after the Coughlin hiring. And the truth is, is the Jaguars, you know what, out of – before I get to the bad stuff, they are in good shape with the amount of draft picks they have going forward. Like, they, they did get a lot from the guys that they traded, and I'm going to kind of emphasize that. Uh, right now with them, but uh, I just want to kind of get out of the way. If everything's all right in Jacksonville land, like if everything goes, uh, like they get a good GM and they and they get the and they get the right guys that's running the team, they do have a lot of draft picks that they can uh, that they can work with. But the, this team has departed with a lot of guys, and I'm going to explain that now. They traded last year in 2019 a third and fifth round selection for Dante Fowler, Dante Fowler to the Rams, um, and then they traded. Um, they traded AJ Boyd to Denver for a fourth round pick this offseason. They traded Nick Foles to Chicago for a fourth round pick. They traded Clay Campbell to Baltimore for a fifth round pick. They traded um a, they traded Jalen Ramsey to the Rams for a first um two first round picks and a fourth round pick. They traded a fifth round selection to Pittsburgh for Joshua Dobbs. So like they they've traded like so many guys. These there's so many draft picks that they have that they could that could work with. However. Like you, you, players, you you get draft picks to draft players, right? And for me, it just it, it, it sucks to see all these guys kind of just go out the door with uh with 
uh, with them not winning anything after the 2017 kind of AFC championship here. So sports books are so just going into 2020 sports books. Do have Jacksonville Jaguars as the favorites to land um, the, the 2021 top overall pick. Uh, let's take a look at just quickly what they did last year. Um, rushing efficiency. They were kind of middle of the pack. They ranked 17th in, in the run game last year. And they had a 26 passing offense last year um, with Gardner Minshew. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they were 24th in the run game and they were, um, they were 25th against the pass last year. So they did struggle on both sides of the ball. Um, they, they weren't a good team last year, of course, um, at the top of the draft board again this year. So, um, let's kind of take a look at what they're, uh, what they're going into the 2020 season with their current roster. Um, they're going at quarterback with Gardner Minshew. Um, they just brought Mike Lennon off from the practice squad. Um, and running back this year, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of Chris Thompson. Maybe they just got rid of Leonard Fournette traded or sorry, cut from the team. A wide receiver, DJ Clark and Keenan Cole are going to be kind of the two guys that they're going to rely on. And then another underrated guy, LaVisca Chanel, one of my favorite rookies coming out of the draft, like him a lot. Um, I think he, he can be used around the offense. as kind of like a, a gadget guy in Jacksonville. They don't have a lot of weapons on this offense. So look for him to kind of, uh, Look for him to kind of take off um, and probably be a focal point of their offense. And uh, Tyler Eifert's going to be a tight end. They're taking kind of a swing on him to see if uh, if he can do anything on the offensive side of the ball. I know he was hurt. Um, yeah, he had the, he's one that had the freak leg injury, I believe, in Cincinnati. So they're taking a flyer on him. And then we'll uh, we'll kind of see from there. Besides that, their offense is looking pretty similar from last year, bringing back their entire offensive line. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, they're going to look a little different. They dropped the cable on uh, on Chase on in the, in the end of the first round. Um, they bring in Joe Schobert, um, one of the leading tackles. I think he's fourth. I think he's fourth in the NFL um, in the past three years in, in tackle. So he's a guy that can slide right in. And they drafted C.J. Henderson as well in the first round of corner. So they're relying on a couple rookies in Cleveland, Chase on and C.J. Henderson on the defensive side of the ball. Um, overall, this team, uh, I, I'd be I'd be struggled to see if they maybe even win. I think they're probably over unders. Probably should be set around three or four. Um, I could see them going one and fifteen, two and fourteen. I don't have a lot of faith in the squad going into this year. Um, I'm not a big. I don't think Gardner Minshew can kind of recapture that magic from last year. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not high on them. I, I don't know if you can give me any sort of bright spot here. But this team is probably going to have the first overall pick, and they'll be taking Trevor Lawrence in 2021. Is there? Am I missing anything here, Eric? No, that oh, yeah. uh, you yeah. should have started with tanking for Trevor because that's yeah. what this <laughs> is all about. I think. Um, and hey, uh, the whole Doug Marone not getting fired thing. I think that is because they know. Um, they're going with a new coach next year. Um, I believe Doug Marone was under contract already, so they didn't want to fire him, have to pay his salary, and then pay a new coach. They're that cheap. Um, <laughs> that could, he might be out of something there. No, I, I'm I guess sure it's, that's it's, the only, it's the only thing that makes sense. Like, it, yeah, it, like nothing he, else makes sense around. But, but like keeping him this year would just make no sense besides that. So, yeah. So um, I think they're they'll be happy if they get Trevor Lawrence, and I mean. If there was a guy to tank for, um, he's the guy, right? Yeah, I guess. I think he's, like, that, I just, I think he's I, looking like that special of a quarterback prospect. It's crazy. Like, I list off the guys that they just traded away. Like, you take a look at the 2017 defensive like, unit. Like, you got guys like Ngakwe. I didn't even mention Ngakwe trades, the Minnesota Vikings. Sorry, it's a trade I missed there. Like, they're, they're, like they trade away every single piece of talent that they had on this roster. Like, Miles yeah. Jack, Jack, the only guy left on defense, like – he must be screaming to get me out of here. Like, I, I don't know how an organization can go through this. They better, like, if I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, if, if we don't have a, a stacked team and we'll have you right. make good use of these three years, they're creating uh, a pretty toxic culture. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, everybody wanted out. 
Yeah, I don't. Um, it, it blows my mind. I, I, the way this team was run. Um, look, I'll give them a benefit of the doubt and give them mm-hmm. until next year to rip them to see what they do with these draft picks and wait to see who comes in and whatnot. Um, but I, I would assume, like, say you got Trevor Lawrence, like this is a, probably a pretty popular coaching job next year. No, like if you get the first overall oh, pick sure. and with all these draft picks, I, if I was a coach, uh, this is probably on the top of your board. So they, they'll have the they'll have the best option to pick from guys from coaching. Uh, um, coaching candidates next offseason because they'll be the top of every coach's list. So, yeah, I'll give them a yeah. year. We'll see. This I think this year's a write-off, but um, we expect them to the top pick, and they're probably the worst team in football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on to the Houston Texans here. Um, they were 10-6 and six last season. They're coached by Bill O'Brien. He is also their GM. Um, I don't know which job he's worse at. Well, actually, in six years, his career is 52 and 44, which actually shocked me. I didn't realize he had that many wins. Um, he only has one losing season in the six years that he's there. Um, but to me, that speaks more that speaks more to the weakness of the AFC South division than Bill O'Brien. Um, mm-hmm. He's made some very questionable moves as a GM, and the biggest one was this offseason when he traded DeAndre Hawkins for a second-round pick and David Johnson. Um, and he got all of David Johnson's uh, contract. David Johnson is the second highest paid running back this season. Um, the trade just does not make any sense to me. Um, you have your young superstar quarterback in Deshaun Watson. You have his weapon. Um, that's your one-two combo. It was working incredibly well. Why to split it up um, blows my mind. Um, we just saw Hopkins sign a massive contract in Arizona. Maybe that was the reason. Um, yeah, that was something we didn't talk about. Like, what do you think of that deal? Yeah. He worked it himself, eh? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that. I think, his own agent. I, I think he did well. Like, he's got, what, $42 million guaranteed right when he puts pen to paper? That's yeah, very it's, often. He's, it's a massive contract, which oh, I yeah. think is the reason why Bill O'Brien traded him. He didn't want to – he didn't want to sign him to that kind of contract. Um, yeah, he's, I agree. Hawkins is now the highest paid non-quarterback ever, but it's only a two-year deal. Like, so I understand maybe in Bill O'Brien's head, he's like, I don't want to. I don't think Hawkins is worth that kind of money. But it's for two years. You have your young quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Why would you not keep him for those two years and then reevaluate after that? I think Bill O'Brien completely botched. Oh, that- um, I wish I wish there was like a microphone in those negotiations. Like they must have hated each other the way they left. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's that's the other point I wanted to get to was I think that might cause Bill O'Brien to lose this locker room. Um, uh, and once a coach has lost the locker room, they're toast. And it's too bad because I love Deshaun Watson. I think he is incredible. I think he reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson because if you look at how this offense is built. He has never really had a good offensive line. They've always been a bottom 10 group, and he just continuously makes plays. Um, his, But he's always had Hopkins, right? That's the difference between him and Wilson. Wilson has never had an elite talent like Hopkins. Um, Deshaun Watson did. Um, so now we're going to see if he can if he can go one step further and continue to make plays, with, but now without Hopkins. Um, and his wide receiver group is still – it looks good on paper – He's got Brandon Cooks, Will Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, and Kenny Stills. But all four of those guys have kind of injury history. Um, It's pretty – I could easily see Cobb missing games. Will Fuller you know is going to miss games. Brandon Cooks is one hit away from probably his career being over, unfortunately. 
And uh, Kenny, I guess Kenny Stills is the most reliable one of the group. Um, but that doesn't really impress me. Um, their tight end is Darren Fells. Not nothing really special there. And I said David Johnson's the second highest paid running back in the season. Uh, this season, but he's not a very good running back, unfortunately for them. So it's it, it's Deshaun Watson only in this offense this season and it's too bad because I think he's an incredible talent and it's too bad that Bill O'Brien took Hopkins away from him. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, the big name is J.J. Watt that everybody knows. But again, he's another guy who can't stay on the field. He's always banged up and he played about half the year last year and his defense was pretty bad. They were 29th versus the pass, 25th versus the run. That led to a 28th overall in points. Um, and they lost their best defensive player last year, DJ Reader. Um, he was an ex- exceptional nose tackle, so they're going to be even worse against the run. Um, they were very bad at getting pressure. They blitzed the eighth most in the league, but they were still 31st in pressure rate. That's a terrible combo. Um, and this defense was basically – it was completely exposed last year when they were up – twenty. they blew a 24 nothing lead against the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs just completely attacked their linebackers with Travis Kelsey. Um, in 2020, the linebacker position is kind of dying. We've touched on that. But the most important thing from your linebackers is they need to be able to cover. And the two linebackers for um, the Texans, Bernard McKinney, um, he had 135 passer rating allowed last year. Zach Cunningham, 125 passer rating allowed. They were terrible in coverage. Guess what? Bill O'Brien gave Bernard McKinney five years, 50 mil, and Zach Cunningham, four years, 58 mil. So GM Bill O'Brien's paying 108 mil for terrible coverage linebackers. Um, and the secondary is not much better. So um, I, I don't know how much other uh, to say. I'm very low on the Texans this year. And their schedule is brutal. They start with the Chiefs. Then they go Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Vikings. Then they get an easy one against the Jags. And then Titans, Packers. I could easily see this team starting 1-7, and 2-6. And, and I could see Bill O'Brien getting the hammer right away, um, which would really, really make the Hawkins thing look even worse if they move on from Bill O'Brien a year after he makes – a terrible trade like that. Yeah. Um, like it is see the, the amount of crazy just moves they made this off season. Like the, 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 even just, if you look back before, like the trade for Jadidia on Clowney, um, they only got a third round pick for the Hopkins trade, a uh, second round pick for, and, and, and it's in a bad contract for a running back. That's hurt. Like it's, it's tough to, it's tough to be excited about the team as a Houston Texans fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? They, uh, they, they, they had an easy schedule last year too. They had the 22nd um, toughest schedule. So it's not like they, they had uh, bad opponents last year. The schedule gets a lot tougher this year. Um, yeah. And also know- last year they were eight and three in one score games. Yeah. Only Seattle won more of one score games than them. Um, so that luck's going to come back to uh, even, um, I have them actually. I I don't have them as a playoff team this year. I have them probably in that like six and ten range, seven and nine range. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I I probably Bill O'Brien's probably at the top of the list to probably get fired. Um, 
uh, probably be the first coach that gets fired, sorry, on this year. He's probably at the top of the list. Vegas doesn't think they're going to be a good team. They're sitting at plus 300 to win the division. That's um, third behind the Colts and Titans. So uh, Vegas, like we talked about this before, Vegas is usually not wrong when it comes to these kind of things. Um, so, like, they don't have good odds to win the division. So I, I don't know. I, I'm, I agree with you. I'm not high on them. If Watson can get, like, a guy like Will Phillips to stay healthy for 16 games, like, that's a guy that I just want to see stay healthy. I'm always high on him going into every year, and he, he can't. Yeah. Um, Again, and, with. The thing with Will Fuller too, we'll find out this year is this is going to be the first time he's not he's playing without Hawkins beside him. Yeah, um, that's going to be a huge adjustment for him. I, I'm just not confident in Will Fuller. Yeah, like I I, I want to say they're going to be a bad team, and and like you said, I, I that six and ten, seven and nine range is probably realistic, and that's probably. Um, well, they'll be it's just like you, you don't want to count out to Sean Watson. Like you saw what he did last year against Buffalo. Look, they, they were close to beating the Chiefs, they don't blow that crazy 24 point lead. Like they were right there last year. Um, I know they did get worse this offseason, but um, they're a team that's uh, they're tough to uh, I couldn't really get my feel on them. This yeah, year. but their schedule, to to man Chiefs, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Vikings. They're starting yeah, 0 and 4, 1 and 3. I just I don't like their uh, their outlook this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm just—it's tough to count Sean Watson out, but yeah, I, I don't expect this team to make much noise. And like I said, I could see—they probably wouldn't do it during the year. But uh, look, if this team is a six and ten, Deshaun, uh sorry, Bill O'Brien doesn't have a job next year with this team. There's no way they can run it back. Um, well, he's the GM as well. Yeah, so I know. It's, like, it's such an interesting like thing because then doesn't it make the owner look so bad if he fires? Bill O'Brien next year, basically for giving him the keys to the car to let him do whatever he wants, and then he fires him. Yeah, I, I it, yeah, but I know I agree with you, but like it just he's he's burned it down to the ground to the point where they don't have any trade assets anymore. Or yeah, like that. sorry, like, I, also forgot like, to, I forgot to mention they traded he traded two first round picks for Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, exactly. Which, so they, they don't he's have their any... best offensive lineman, but yeah. he's not like an outstanding left tackle no, he considering the rest of the line is below average he needed quantity not quality so to trade two first round picks for one offensive lineman is it was but you better get questionable decision and you better get something back for a guy like deandre hopkins and you don't right like, yeah like it's like he completely botched it like you know, look like i get i if you if your philosophy was let's get rid of our wide our star wide receiver and let's get a star left tackle, I am willing to buy that. Like I will, you know what? Like I, okay, I'll buy that that trade. But at least get something for your star wide receiver, right? Like yeah. you're you're only getting a second round pick. Yeah, I I, I like really, that. and I think it, I think it's going to be the demise of the Houston Texans this year. Just that one trade, I think the team's going to fold on him. Well, yeah, though, before we end off the Texas, one thing I will say, this division's probably not going to be very good. So, like, That's look, true. I know you said their schedule stuff, but, like, you can look at the Jags as an easy two wins, and like, you could probably sneak about one or two more wins from Titans or, or Colts. So, like, I don't count them completely out is basically what I'm trying to say, but we'll talk about the kind of division I'll look later. All right, is that all you got in the Texans? Yep. All righty. So, my favorite in this division, the Tennessee Titans, um, made it to the AFC Championship team last year after losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. They are a head coach by Mike Rabel going into his third season. He is 9-7 and seven in both of his seasons as a Tennessee Titan. Although Mike Rabel praised, did you know that he once had 108 combined tackles for the New England Patriots? Did you know that? He's not bad. He wasn't a bad a player. Right? Oh, yeah. no, I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mike Rabel was a stud. Yeah, it's, it's Teddy Bruschi. You don't remember that? Yeah, no, I do. I remember it just like it was. It was a lot like 
like 2005, so I was 11 then. Like, I don't really remember yeah, that. I don't remember that those. Yeah. He had nine I and a half sacks. Patriots teams. He had, yeah, 12 and a half sacks one year in 2007. He was a, he was a solid defensive player. A little Mike Vrabel pays there. Bring in your, uh, your team's uh, second season into the AC Championship. Uh, not bad. So, the Tennessee Titans um, this year, they uh, – it's it's last year was tough. Like if you kind of take a look at what happened last year for them, they kind of they got all the way to the AFC Championship, and then you kind of lose in the fashion that they did. Um, it was kind of hard. If you kind of look um, on the other side of that, six weeks into the 2019 season, Tennessee Titans were kind of done. Like Mike Vrabel benched Marcus Mariota. They lost um, 60 nothing to the Broncos, um, or they were losing 60 nothing to the Broncos, and then he benches them. It was, like it, it was ugly, and they were and they were two and four at that point. Then you bring in Mike uh, Ryan Tannehill, and your season kind of sparks. Um, you you win eight of your last. You wouldn't um, go eight, sorry, in three to, down the stretch to make the playoffs. So you know what? Um, Kind of good on him um, in that year, even the way uh, the season did end. But um, this year, like a bunch of offseason moves um, for them last year, uh, or sorry, this year for them, um, resetting guys like Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. Um, and then the big offseason acquisition for them is Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney just um, signed to a one year contract with them. Um, and that, that I think that puts them over the top there uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to have a, a good defense, so I'll kind of get that in a sec. Let's take a look on the offensive side of the ball, what they're going to roll out with. Um, they're going to kind of run it back on offense. They're going with the new right tackle and either Dennis Kelly or Isaiah Wilson. But besides that, they have a they have a they have pretty much the exact same offense. Um, Corey Corey Davis is they're going to be one big question mark at wide receiver. He's coming off a toe injury. Let's see how he rehabs from that. Rookie wide receiver AJ Brown had a, a great year last year. Um, eclipsed a thousand yards. So he's looking to continue on into his sophomore season as well. And then they're bringing back bruising running back Derrick Henry, who was the story of well, I guess him and Ryan Tannehill are both. The story of the playoffs last year, Derrick Henry um, rushed for over 100 and I think it was like 150 yards in three playoff games last year. He was he was electric. And then Ryan Tano, of course, behind him was doing great. Um, kind of a, a couple of little Ryan Tano stats. He was third in completion percentage last year, which is which is crazy. And then, of course, that seven and three record um, or eight and three record down the stretch to make it to the playoffs. So he was great for them. He got a he got paid a big contract for them um, this year. Four years, one hundred eighteen million dollar deal. And the way the structure, so he's he's stuck with them for the next three seasons, um, and then they had to franchise tag Derrick Henry. And this team last year was like kind of like a plunky, high effort team, um, and that's kind of the way that Tannehill and Henry were built. So it's perfect like that on offense. Um, let's take a look at what they're going to do on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they're bringing in Vic Beasley, who's kind of had a weird offseason. He didn't show up uh, after that was their big um, signing. Um, was Vic Beasley from the Atlanta Falcons? He didn't show up originally. At- camp um there was some uh I, I don't really know the whole story but he is there now and they drafted christian fulton um rookie corner who's going to step in and that's their only two changes besides jd on clown who's going to slide in and this scary defensive line if you have vic beasley jeffrey simmons who was um, one of my draft crushes two years ago um and then Jadavion Clowney, that's that's a scary uh front uh front seven or a trio in your front seven to have and then with fulton and dory jackson and malcolm butler on the back end so what do I think about the 2020 Tennessee Titans? I'm really high on this team. I wouldn't go really high, but I, I expect them to be a playoff team. I think that nine and seven mark in that or that ten and six mark is exactly where they should be, where Vabel, Vabel, or Mike Vrabel has been the past two years. And I like I don't see why not. This AFC the, the conference isn't very good. Um, like they're in the division, like you said, with the Houston Texans and, and the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. 
like last year worked. They're running it back. They were able to bruise guys. They're able to kind of win at the line of scrimmage. Everyone's coming back another year, a year under Tannehill with that offense to get it going. Tannehill's not your kind of your top 15 quarterback, but hey, he's going to be in that probably 16, 20 range. That's all you need. Uh, as long as Derrick Henry can stay healthy and he's been, he's been durable. Uh, I know like one of my biggest uh, fears or not fears, but looks is when I always say Alabama running backs don't pan out as well because they get, they get so many carries in, in college in Alabama. Well, look, hey, he's been great here. Um, he's been durable, and he's been worth the draft pick for the Titans. I think I don't see why not. This team's on nine seven and ten and six, and fighting for and fighting for like a division title next year. Um, I, I don't know if they'll win the division. Like I still have don't really have a grip on this division. Um, I think they'll be right there with the Colts and maybe the Texans. But yeah, I think this team's a play, uh, a wild card team um, in this kind of crappy conference, right? The AFC is the worst conference. Nine and seven probably gets you in, and that's where I see the Titans. All right. Yeah, no, I I agree. If Henry Henry has proven to be durable, but if there was a year that he was to break down, it would be this year. He had just yeah. under four hundred touches last year. Yeah, he, um, he was and that was with him miss resting uh week seventeen, I believe, and maybe even sixteen. Um so and there's a there's a horrible history of running backs um having steep decline after a year with three hundred touches. And he almost had 400. Yeah. Um, so that scares me. And, I mean, Ryan Tannehill last year had the highest QB rating in the NFL. That blew my mind. If you yeah. told me before the year that that was going to happen, I would never believe you. Um, but their backup right now is a guy named Logan Woodside. Couldn't tell you anything about him. Um, if Tannehill struggles, there's, there's nothing. Um, behind him, which kind of scares me slightly. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Tannehill's going to struggle though. Like, it's not like he's not going to be like he, he's not going to be asked to do much. Um, and if he does, then the team's not going to be doing good, right? Like that, that that's the, probably the least of their worries. If Tannehill's throwing the ball thirty times a game, like it's going to be it's going to be Derrick Henry and um and look, Arthur Smith is one of the better play callers in the NFL. He's, he's able to scheme up stuff. Um, and I like him. I, I don't know why he didn't get it. Some looks at uh, coaching this year as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I don't. I don't think he's gonna have to be asked to do much. I, I don't see a scenario really unless he gets hurt where, where he's gonna be pulled. I, I don't know. I don't think it'd be that bad. Um, I just. I, I feel like. I feel like Derek Henry. The whole touches thing might be kind of overrated as well. Um, I know we did have mm-hmm. 303 rushing attempts last year in the regular season alone, but like he's only 26 years old. 26. 20, he's 26. Yeah, like he's not an yeah. old guy. Um, and. I think, I think like he's, he's, he's gonna probably be asked to do 350 touches. I think you probably get one more good year out of him like this. Like I think this is right. it. I don't think. But I don't they think... gave him. They gave him a massive pick. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, just, I, I they gave him a four-year, fifty million dollar deal. Um, I, yeah. I, I just, I know that this isn't the long-term success route. Like you can't be right. counting on this for the next three years. But I think it's a recipe for, for success this year. I think they caught lightning in a bottle, and I, I think I, I don't see it just kind of stopping. Like I. I, unless there's injuries happen, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just the confidence. Like, it's just that's the one thing I'm hyping on. Like, I, they're going to be nine and seven, and that gets you in. And then look, look what happened last year, right? Like, they they went on a run. I got hot. Yeah. Exactly. So that that can happen again. Uh, yeah. And no, all the clowny, the clowny signing actually exactly. too also is a huge boost for their defense because I wasn't crazy about their defense, but he's a game changer. Yeah. Um, and I love that they gave him a one year deal, so you're getting Jadavian Clowney's best effort. Um, yeah. Oh, I was worried about the team that signed him. If they were going to give him a long-term deal, I could see him being one of those uh, 
take the money and get fat and happy kind of yeah. defensive lineman, you know, like we've seen. So, Albert Hainsworth, Albert Hainsworth yeah, special. he should yeah. be. He should be um, motivated this year to have a big year. And he's fresh, too. He hasn't done anything, right? He hasn't been at camp. He, he's yeah. going to be fresh. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's, I couldn't really get a grip on them. Like, I, I was going through them, and I just kind of thought, like, hey, they're probably what they're going to be last, last year. And then, hey, maybe they have a crazy playoff run. I mean, it's going to be up to the passing offense in the end. Like, if they can get a little more Ryan Tannehill, then that could, could maybe bring them to, like, the top of the AFC. Like, they have that ceiling, I guess. Like, look, if you look at a guy like A.J. Brown, for instance, like, he's going to second year. He he was great in his first year. Um, if he can, like, hey, get better than he was last year, and then maybe if Corey Davis, he was a first – he was a fifth overall pick. If he can come up – I know a toe injury is tough coming from – especially at a wide receiver, to come off that injury. But, like, let's say he hits his, like, potential that, that they thought he was going to be. He's been kind of a bust. Um, like if you can get guys like that to step up more and help out more for Ryan Daniel, then they get that passing offense to be like a top like 13. Then, yeah, maybe this team's like a great team in the AFC, but like I don't think that's the way it's going to be. Um, but yeah, this team's got a ceiling like that. I think their floor is like eight and eight. They'll be a tough team every week. Mike Grapel's going to coach a tough team, so yeah, I expect them in the playoffs next year. Nice, all right. Um, well, you, said, you said that you have them of your, as your AFC South favorites. I think so. Unless you can convince me otherwise, let's hear it. <laughs> All right, yeah. I have the Colts as my AFC favorites, uh, South favorites. Um, coached by Frank Reich. Um, he's been there for two years. He's seventeen and fifteen. Last year they were seven and nine. Um, probably one of the more disappointing teams last season. Um, I was one um, actually who had them kind of as a Super Bowl contender last year. But then Andrew Luck shockingly retired um, weeks before the season started. Um, really changed the whole perspective of the team's season. And unfortunately, quarterback was the main reason for their disappointment. Um, Jacoby Brissett did not have a very good year. Um, the team was 30th in pass yards per game, 29th in completion percentage. That was Brissett and Hoyer's, Brian Hoyer's um, stats combined. Uh, Hoyer got into I want to I think four games last year when Brissett got hurt near the end. Um, so they bring in Philip Rivers to um, to take over at the helm. Um, he had a down year in 2019. He threw 20 picks, um, but he's never had an offensive line like this. Uh, last year he probably had a bottom five O line league, um, and he's going to a top five O line. Um, Quentin Nelson is it? Is it possible to have an exciting guard? Um, if there is, he is definitely it. Um, they got Anthony Costanzo at left tackle. He's as good as it gets. And Ryan Kelly's as good as it gets at center as well. Um, I would actually probably say that this is the best O-line in football. Um, so that's huge for Phillip Rivers. He Really, his whole time in San Diego, he never had an above-average offensive line. He was always getting the most out of um that unit and now he's he's gonna have time in that pocket which um for his age sorry i don't have it here i'm gonna look it up he's definitely getting up there um he's gonna need that um time uh in the pocket yeah he's 38 so yeah can't be getting hit too often um and his uh his offensive weapons around him um Wide receiver group, he's got T.Y. Hilton, Michael, and the second-round rookie, Michael Pittman Jr., and Paris Campbell. Um, I'd say that's a pretty respectable group. Uh, in the running backs, they have Marlon Mack and another second-round rookie, Jonathan Taylor. 
Um, again, another respectable group and a tight end. Okay. They lost. That's, that's one of my fantasy sleepers here. I would go sleeper, but sorry, who is Jonathan Taylor? Jonathan Taylor, yeah, yeah. I like him too. Rookie yeah. out of Wisconsin, I'm big on him. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost Eric Ebron, which I actually think is a good thing. I can't stand watching him. Um, and Jack Doyle will be the starter this year. So um, there's a guy I actually like in fantasy is Jack Doyle. Um, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, this group was uh, middle of the pack last year. They were pretty good against the run. They were fifth versus the run, but 23rd versus the pass. So that's where they kind of evened out. Um, they were 16th in yards allowed per game, so right in the middle. Um, but the big addition this year, uh, they traded the 13th overall pick for DeForest Buckner, um, a move that I, looking back on, really like for them because this now gives them three elite players at each level of the defense. They have him right in the middle at defensive tackle. They have Darius Leonard as a middle linebacker. Um how about this year in 2018? I didn't realize Darius Leonard was this good as a rookie. 163 tackles and seven sacks. That was his rookie season. Um, last year, he was still out amazing, but he missed a few games. If he can stay healthy, he's as good as it gets as a middle linebacker. And in the secondary, they have Malik Hooker, who's um, a very, very good safety. So... Um, I like I like this defense built with the three guys on each each level, and they also gave Xavier Rhodes a cheap one year prove it contract. Um, he's coming off his worst year as a pro, but Xavier Rhodes was at one point um, a top tier corner. If they can get him back to even um, even mediocre play, that will really help their secondary, considering it struggled so much. Um, but the DeForest Buckner addition to a defensive line that has Justin Houston on the edge and Danico Autry on the edge, I I think it's yeah. a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit, and I think it will really help them. And uh, something else, they also made a huge upgrade on this year. Um, the team really, really struggled to kick field goals. It was sad yep. to see, see I'm Adam happy you brought that up. Yeah, I'm happy, about happy that to see Venetary. I mean, it was sad to see Venetary go out like that. Um, they, as a team, they only converted 71% of their field goals. That was 29th in the league. That's not that's, – that's just not good enough. Uh, so they brought in Chase McLaughlin. Uh, see how he does. He's got to be an upgrade. Um, that's the guy that shanked that Monday nighter, wasn't it? You yeah. You yeah. missed yeah. it by a ton. But... <laughs> I liked him. Yeah, I liked him. Though. Yeah. Um, t- this team was five and six in one score games last year, which, uh, 11 one score games that was, uh, most in the league. Um, so they were, they were in a lot of games, but again, just the quarterback play near the, just couldn't get, the, couldn't get it done at the end of the game. Um, and this season, the team has the easiest schedule of opponents based off of Vegas win totals. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's actually that's a main factor in why I think they're the favorite in this uh, division, and I think they I think ten wins gets this division one, and I have them at ten and six. Yeah, I'm happy you brought up two things I was going to bring up the the field goal kicking. They were they were like 31st in the league last year in field goal and extra points, so they were like towards the top bottom two teams, right? So they were bad. 
Um, and then you bring in a guy like Chase McLaughlin and see if that gets better. That can only get better, right? You can't be 31st again. Um, and they were 12th in injury luck last year, so they were middle of the pack. They were 20th in fumble luck, and they were 5 and 6 in one possession games. So that's something I'll definitely have to get better. Um, I want to do a little Philip Rivers kind of praise here. You brought up how many times he was sacked. In the past 10 years, he's only been sacked under 30 times once. He's been sacked. Jeez. He's been sacked over 40 times twice in that 10 year period, and then the rest are between 30 and 40. So this guy was running for his life and getting sacked a lot in San Diego oh and LA. God. Like he, he didn't have he hasn't had a good offensive line. And he started 16 games in every year since 2006. He's going into his 14th season doing that. Um, if he could do that again, that'd be spectacular. You're in Brett Favre territory there. Um, yeah, like I I I um I think the Colts will be good. I just, I, the 38 year old Philip Rivers does scare me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's hard, it's hard to rely on that, right? Like that, that's why I'm a little kind of freaked out by it. Like I, I watched the Chargers and or the LA Chargers a lot last year. They're on four o'clock. We get three, four o'clock games here. There's always about one or two on TV, and the Chargers, they're always, they're on a lot. Sorry. So I, I watched them a lot, and, and they were in so many close one score games last year with Rivers. And it, this team needs to be better than that last year, and they weren't. So you bring that to Indianapolis. Uh, it, it, it scares me a little bit. That's why I'm hesitant. Like, I, I think them and Tennessee are probably like, like right neck and neck. Um, it's just that does scare me. However, I do like myself a Frank Reich, the head coach, um, one of the smarter football minds, um, uh, offensive football minds in the league. Yeah, I know I you think, like Frank yeah. from his Philadelphia ties. Yeah, exactly. He's a great coach. Um, and quarterback play dismantled them last year, right? Like, they just yeah, got somewhat 30th of in pass yards a game. Philip mm-hmm. Rivers not going to be 30th in pass yards per game. Yeah, I, it's going to be yeah, an upgrade. We'll see. I don't know. Um, the, it, it, this team, uh, I, I was like, it's kind of like the Titans in this division hole. Um, we'll talk about it now. I have a hard time reading the Colts. I have a hard time reading the division as a whole. You're, you think the Colts are like, it doesn't be favorites? Like, okay. I, I, I can't put, like, how I just don't understand how you can put. The Tennessee Titans, who were in the AFC Division Championship last year, below. I mean, they're running it back, right? Like they're bringing everything back. I just don't see how you can put them as not the favorites in this division when all these other teams are, to me, garbanzo. Okay, like for me personally, <laughs> for me, I would rather have. I'm more confident in Philip Rivers in 2020 than Ryan Tannehill. See, like, I, I don't agree with that at all. No way. Ryan Tannehill was uh, like, you, you look at his stats from last year. He was great. Like, I know, he, he but just, it's just like, last year. Like he never, but he's, really he's never been. Anything. He's never been that bad of a quarterback. He just had bad. Like he was Miami, and he was stuck in a bad situation, in Miami. And once he got a chance with some sort of competent coaching, some competent play callers, and some guys around him, he looked great last year. And you can only expand on that. You can expect him to get worse and expect a thirty-eight Philip Rivers to be better. I just, I don't see that. Like I, I just don't get to watch it by that. Yeah, no, That's I crazy. just think the offensive line thing is huge for Philip Rivers. Like I think it's. Like I, I think yeah, they have the best guess, offensive you know. line in football, and that's also going to help their run game. Their pe- it's just, I guess, I like the offensive line of Indianapolis that much. Um, that it, whoever their quarterback is, is going to have an advantage behind that line compared to Tennessee. Because they Tennessee lost Jack Conklin. That was something we didn't really bring up. He's an outstanding yeah. right tackle. Um, so their offensive line got worse and. Philip Rivers is now behind an outstanding offensive line. I guess that's my main reason. Yeah, I, 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 it makes some sort of sense. I just I think the yeah. Titans' defense is better. Like I, I think the Titans' defense is better than the Colts. Like Malik oh, failed to stay. So. The Malik Hooker's failed to stay healthy. You're bringing Xavier Rhodes, a guy who fell off a cliff. Let's see if maybe we can we can reco- recover some magic. And it scares me. Like I I was thinking about this today. 
like with the Darius Slate trade for the Eagles. Sorry to go off topic here. But like Xavier Rhodes is kind of like that stud corner at 29, and he fell off a cliff hard at age 30, and Darius Slate's at 29 going into 30. So like these corners fall off a cliff so easily. So that's basically my point there. But like, yeah, you're looking, yeah. you're looking to get Xavier Rhodes back, like to bring back his Minnesota days. I know that their four spectrum trade's great, and I've loved that trade too, but like He's, he's going to be the main focus on this defensive line now. Justin Houston isn't what he used to be. Um, yeah, Darius Leonard's great, but like linebacker, like we talk about, linebackers don't impact the game as much as we, they used to. Um, like the Malik Cooker, like injury prone. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's a Why do you have so much confidence in the Titans defense, though? Like, other than Clowney, who is known to take oh, just games Jeffrey, off. Jeffrey Simmons, Jadavion Clowney, and Vic Beasley, that's a, that's a way better front than the Colts is. No, like, that's scary. Houston no. Buckner Autry. For I don't know. sure. Beasley, Vic Beasley doesn't scare me. Vic he, Beasley. He, he's, a, he's a sack. He can get sacks. He can clean up. A team who is desperate for rush help in the Atlanta Falcons let Vic Beasley walk because he does not apply that much pressure. I think I think a lot of it had to do with the like, there's something going on with them. I don't know if it was more. I don't know. I wasn't, I'm not a big Vic Beasley guy. Um, I'm not crazy about the Titans secondary. They lost um, Logan Ryan. Um, speaking of falling off a cliff, Malcolm yeah. Butler's kind of falling off a cliff as well. He had an okay season last year. He was bad his first year in Tennessee, don't for sure. But like this, this yeah. Colts pass defense is in the bottom ten of last year as well. Like it's not like they're pass and they're like you're replacing with Xavier Rhodes. Like that's the help. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Like I, I think the Titans like bank for like like bank for your buck like. The team that should make the win this division is them. They're, they're like they should be the outward favorites. Like that they are, they're they went to the AFC title game last year, and you could argue they, they didn't get worse. Yeah, I don't think like, magic. Like, yeah, but like that was like, just, that was like beat, a Cinderella story. No, but they beat the Baltimore Ravens and the New England Patriots on the road. Like those are tough two games. They almost like the Chiefs game. I know wasn't as close, but they were in it. Um, I don't know. I, I just I I have a very hard time. Saying, "Hey, Philip Rivers, go to Indianapolis, and now you're the favorites of a team that was in the AFC title game last year." Um, I, I just, I don't see it. Um, and I get the roster. The Colts didn't do. I think what the, I think the biggest problem with the Colts is too is they had so much cap room and they had some draft picks and stuff. And I just, I don't see the talent kind of providing that, like to what they had the most cap they space. Still in the league. have a lot of cap. I know, but it's just like, why aren't they using it? Like, it? It just seems like they're sitting on this. Um, I feel yeah. like this rebuild's taking forever. I like I, don't know. I like the Buckner move. I guess they're being patient. I don't know. Um, I like that move too. I, like, don't get me wrong. I before Buckner is, is is a game changer. He's a top fifteen defensive lineman in the league. Um, it's just like he's going to be the focal point now. He's not going to have all these guys around him like he did last year. Um, so it's going to. He's probably not going to. I don't think he'll be as good as he was last year. But hey, I like the move though. Yeah, well, I guess that will should give us a little excitement at the top of the division. I'm the bottom yeah. of the division is even worse. Um, yeah, discussing, but so like so Jacksonville, I I could see them like two and fourteen. I, I they might not win a game, like depending on how this yeah. their offense well, goes. Like management might not want them to win a game. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. I just it's like both. Tyrone might be in on the tank. This might be the first time a coach has ever willingly said, "Okay, I have one year left on my deal." Don't fire me. I'll just coach this team to lose, and I'll we'll part ways at the end of the year. It's so sad. It might be the first crappy time. job. Yeah, and, like, and I, I don't really feel for him either. Like he's definitely part of this problem that's happening in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. So, um, no, no kind of uh, soft thoughts for him there. Um, I, I could see them not, maybe not winning a game. Houston, like their Houston's floor 
like you're looking at like five and six wins. Like that's they could be that bad depending on how their team, how their year goes. Um, and then like you got the Titans and Colts. Like I, both those teams could are eight and eight and ten and six to me. Um, so like this is the worst division of football bar none. Now we're we agreement on that. Um, I I still think the uh, uh, NFC North might end like at the end of the day. I think NFC North has a chance to be worse, but um. And it's ironic that these two divisions are playing each other um, <laughs> this year, so that's going to help them actually. Um, but yeah, I, it's the worst in the AFC for sure. Yeah, it's definitely not a division that um, I'm going to uh, put my focus on this year. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys. Like I said at the beginning of that uh, podcast, make sure that the subscribe button. Football season is right upon us. We will be having weekly episodes, um, and we have the NFC South left, and that's it. Then we're done our division. Then we're going to kind of um, give you guys an explanation or our thought process into everything that went down into these episodes, into the series of the division previews, what we've learned, um, and we'll give you each three hot takes of us, um, some predictions of us going into the year before uh, the first game on Thursday. Um, actually, we'll probably do that one on Friday. We'll have the NFC South out before the Thursday game. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Again, we are sponsored by BetUS.com. Use code DOINK at checkout for 100% um, deposit return. If you deposit $30, you get $60. Um, and we will talk to you in a couple of days.